0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Thank God February is over. Here's what I think Sacramento Kings fans and even the Kings organization should do. Take all of the pain, all of the losses from that month of February, the 5-10 record, which by the way, 5-10, extremely misleading because it feels like the Kings lost 50 games over the span of that short month. But take all of that, bundle it together, blame it on the month, not the Kings themselves for playing bad, and now that it's March, rejoice in the fact that the Kings will get back to playing well because it's a new month and the bad month is behind them. Forget accountability, let's just focus on that. And, of course, the Kings ended that dreadful month of February in a way that only they can. They had the game against the Charlotte Hornets last night at home 1, and they still lose by 1 point, even though they had an 8-point lead with just over a minute remaining. We'll talk about that collapse. At least it's not 11 straight losses, as the Kings did beat the Detroit Pistons in an ugly, ugly basketball game to start the weekend. We'll touch on that briefly as well. Plus, I'm going to do my best to pull out as many positives out of the month of February as I can for the Sacramento Kings. And all jokes aside, there is one positive that I'm looking forward to talking about today. And it's been a while since I've given you a G League bubble update on the play of Robert Woodard and Jamias Ramsey. I'll provide that for you on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage, all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game by game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today presented by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N, all one word. You'll get 20% off of your next order. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being. Your your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And this is officially year number four, my four-year anniversary hosting the Locked on Kings podcast. I was very excited to hear that, have that sent to me uh, by the higher-ups at the Locked on Podcast Network. And before we dive into today's pod, whether you've been with me throughout those four years, only a couple of those years, hey, maybe this is your first Locked on Kings podcast Period. I want to thank you uh, for this entire journey, for your loyalty, supporting this podcast, listening, whether it's for a second, an hour, a year. uh, You are so incredibly important. I look forward to interacting with you, talking Kings basketball with you, uh, providing this podcast for you on a semi daily basis. uh, And I look forward to seeing where Locked On Kings can go as the Locked On Podcast Network continues to grow. So I wanted to make sure I express my gratitude right off the jump here today before we get into the doom and gloom of the Kings losing 127 to 126 to the Charlotte Hornets last night yes they gave up 127 points again getting tired of that but also getting far too used to it and they had this game won I mean this game was basically over but then again no games are over in the NBA as the Sacramento Kings like to use in their cliches after the game uh, last night but the Kings had a Eight-point lead. They were up 123-115 to with a minute 13 remaining. And thanks to missed free throws, Buddy Heald missed a free throw. De'Aaron Fox missed a pair of free throws. Uh, Marvin Bagley missed a pair of free throws. Mix that all together with the classic Kings' poor defensive execution and a bad foul, and you get the Kings clutching defeat from the jaws of victory. Let's talk about that final defensive possession. A lot of attention is on Corey Joseph, a lot of negative attention, which has kind of been the status quo throughout this season. A lot of it deserved, a lot of it undeserved. Statistically, we know Corey Joseph is not having the best season, and he made a questionable play here, actually recovered from it, but then got frozen uh, by a Malik Monk hesitation and then a bad foul by the Rashawn Holmes. Let's break this down. Uh, Malik Monk is on the perimeter, gets the ball from LaMelo Ball, and Corey Joseph, closes out way too hard. Now, we know Malik Monk is a three-point shooter. He's had a game-winning three-pointer already this season. He's not afraid to take that three-point shot. So, Corey Joseph wants to close out, make sure Monk doesn't have the room to shoot. However, Corey Joseph closed out way too hard on the left hip of Malik Monk, giving him a clear lane to the right. Now, if you go and watch this play, that moment has been frozen. There are a lot of screenshots of that moment on Twitter showing the lane that Corey Joseph allowed Monk on the perimeter by being so tight on his left hip but in reality that's not where the play was lost if you watch that play back Corey Joseph actually recovers and gets back in front of Monk and then is frozen by a beautiful hesitation move where Monk looks like he's going to pull back out to the three-point range and look for a teammate and then he darts right back into the uh, lane tries for the right-hand layup, and then Rashawn Holmes there, the one thing you can't do in that spot is foul. I get you're trying to contest to make sure Monk doesn't tie the game up with an easy layup, but you cannot foul there. And if you do, you have to wrap him up and make sure that shot doesn't fall. Instead, Monk gets the end one, he hits the free throw, the Kings lose the game. Where does the blame go? Because everybody wants to throw blame on somebody. Blame goes on Corey Joseph for being beat off the dribble. Blame goes on Rashawn Holmes, for going for the block and fouling. Blame goes on the entire Sacramento Kings defense for not communicating, not helping better, and being overall terrible. We've talked about it many times here on Locked on Kings. Sacramento is a historically bad defense. There has not been a defense as bad as the Kings in the era of statistics. Allowing 127 points to the Hornets. It's crazy you lose a game where you score 126 and it's not even overtime. But the Kings have gotten really good at doing things like that. You allow 127 points, the majority of the time you're going to lose. And if you had told me, hey, Terry Rozier would only score 8 points in this game, I would have told you, man, the Kings probably won, right? Holding Terry Rozier to 8 points, that's a big win. Except when you give up 42 points to P.J. Washington. Now, no disrespect to P.J., I think he's a better player than Kings fans gave him credit for last night. He's certainly not a no-name that just showed up. P.J. has been capable of putting up good numbers, but not 42 points in 42 minutes. It's the same thing over and over again with the Kings defensively, and regardless of how good of a night you're having offensively, regardless of one final defensive collapse, you do your work ahead of time in the other 46, 47 minutes defensively, or at least some defense during that time, you're not in a position like this to lose the game. Of course, the missed free throws were huge. Don't need to spend too much time talking about that. It's pretty obvious. Kings would have won that game with one or two more free throws. It's a shame De'Aaron Fox, who struggled with free throw shooting throughout his career, been around 70%, missed a pair. Marvin Bagley is shooting in the 50% range this season. That, of course, needs to come up. It's just a tough, very kingsy loss. And unfortunately, it wasted a night where Sacramento had six players in double-figure scoring. In fact, all six players who did score in this game for the Kings finished in double-figures. In their games that they've won, that's been a common theme. Offensively, they did everything they need to do, besides hit a few free throws, to win the game. Their recipe for success all season long was there last night and engaged Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, who wasn't just scoring, but he was distributing, 14 assists. Now, that number is high for De'Aaron, but it wouldn't be as... Mind-blowing isn't the right word. It wouldn't be as surprising to see De'Aaron get a number like that if the Kings were hitting shots consistently this season. Last night, Fox was finally getting the benefit of his teammates hitting the open shots that he was creating for them, especially Buddy Heald, who had a great first quarter Kind of calmed down, slowed down throughout the rest of the night, but overall had a solid game. It was good to see Buddy Heald hitting his shots. A lot of those shots came off of De'Aaron Fox assists, hence the reason why Fox got 14. And I think he's capable of close to 10 a night. He's been doing a phenomenal job this season setting up his teammates. But in the end, none of these positive numbers matter because the Kings lose again. But I don't know if this one is the hardest out of everything they went through in February. I heard some Kings media members asking, hey, is this the hardest loss out of them all just because you had the win and you let it go? I don't know. So I'm going to ask you, do you think, for you as a fan, was this loss, out of all the losses in February, including that nine-game losing streak, was this loss the toughest one for you because you know the Sacramento Kings had the game won? Let me know. at Mad George Radio on Twitter or email me, sacklocalmedia.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, or just be better? Well, there is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app, and they are, of course, a sponsor of the Longton Kings podcast. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you, and this is something that I have used Multiple times now in 2020 with everything that happened that year taking care of myself mentally is something that I really started to pay attention to and through headspace I've been able to continue that mental health into 2021 this mindfulness meditation has been key for me to calm myself down and slow down when the world just feels a little crazy. If you need help falling asleep, Headspace has wind down sessions that their members swear by. For parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Give it a try. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. There are a ton of people using it. There are a ton of people benefiting it. That can be you. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, Anywhere, and you deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Again, headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. And while you're at it, after your mind is cleared and you're feeling right, head over to betonline.ag to make yourself some money on Sacramento Kings, sporting events, television, it's all there. Betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We have NBA, college basketball, NHL, spring training for baseball has begun. You can bet on that. There's also uh, soccer coming to the United States with the MLS and USL season starting very, very shortly. Bet on line even covers awards tv shows reality tv they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine you can even bet on whether or not luke walton is going to make it through the season as the king's head coach BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. We all know February sucked for many reasons, at least for the Sacramento Kings, but I'm gonna do my best here to pull out three positives. Now, one of them is fairly sarcastic, actually two of them are sarcastic, but the first one is genuine, truthfully. I am very pleased that we saw this throughout the month of February, and even though there wasn't a lot of winning along with it, it was a positive to see. The more time that De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley spend on the floor together, the better, because we have finally seen over this long, consistent stretch of Bagley staying healthy and the two playing together, we're starting to see flashes of that 1-2 combo that Kings fans dreamed of when Marvin Bagley was selected number 2 overall in the 2018 draft draft. Their two man play has been really, really solid, I feel, over the last couple of weeks. Now, it still has a long way to go. They're getting more and more used to each other, especially in the pick and roll. We've seen pick and pops. We've seen alley oops. Uh, we've seen, like I said, a two man game where De'Aaron Fox will draw two defenders away. Marvin Bagley won't necessarily just cut to the rim blindly like he's been doing in the past. He'll kind of slowly work his way into the lane and find a spot under the basket for Fox to get him the ball. We are starting to see these connections, and it's going to be more. More of that over the course of this season that to me is going to solidify whether or not Marvin Bagley is part of this core. And I got to tell you, he's getting closer by the game. Remember, I've talked about this on a Locked On Kings podcast before, but in case you didn't hear it, do not allow yourself to undermine what Marvin Bagley has been doing this month because the month of February was really solid for Bagley. Do not undermine the numbers and the growth that he showed that month just because the Kings weren't successful and were losing basketball games. That is not his fault. That is not all on him. Marvin Bagley is capable of putting up big numbers and helping the Sacramento Kings team win. He certainly did what he needed to do to help the Kings win last night, with the exception of those two missed free throws. And as this time goes on, as we see more of Fox and Bagley together, really the biggest difference that we've seen with these two guys is just court time. And the more court time that they get, the more they're going to get comfortable together. Now, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, thankfully, uh, have looked like they're going to mesh really well together from the very beginning, but the more court time they spend together, the more they start to pick up on each other's tendencies. Now we're seeing that with Marvin Bagley as well. And I've actually been really pleased with the connections that we've seen so far between Marvin Bagley and Tyrese Halliburton. In fact, because Halliburton is more of a past-first playmaking style of guard, he and Bagley have I think connected better, quicker than Fox and Bagley have, at least so far this season. But I am excited by the possibility of Bagley being able to play off of both of them at any given time. That really gives the Kings a good 2-1 punch, if that makes sense. Two guards with an athletic, fun big, who also has done a phenomenal job spreading out his game and taking it beyond the three-point line. The three-point shot looks a lot better. It's still not as consistent as the Kings want it to be, as consistent as it's going to need to be for Marvin Bagley to be a modern stretch big. But the shooting stroke looks a lot better. My favorite thing about it is he's shooting it with confidence. Overall, Marvin Bagley has been a major positive in the month of February. But recently, the Fox-Bagley duo showing those signs of being what the Kings were hoping they could become when Bagley was drafted, seeing that has been the biggest positive for me without a doubt during that struggling month of February. Now, the next one is a little bit sarcastic, but does have some truth to it. The Kings do have a clear direction in my mind based off of how February went. Heading into that month and certainly after the win streak at the beginning of that month, we were kind of in the space of limbo. Do the Kings go for it and make a playoff push? Are they going to be buyers at the trade deadline or are they going to be sellers? Now it's pretty clear, at least to me, that the Kings should try to be sellers at the deadline. They're still not out of making it to the play-in tournament. So if you still think that would be best for the Kings to go for, I certainly understand your argument. I felt the same way not too long ago. But in my mind, the Kings being sellers and and going for a youth movement for the rest of this season and seeing where that ends up and hopefully putting themselves in a good position to get a top draft pick, that seems like the clear direction for the Kings from this point on. And having that clarity to me is a positive from the month of February, even if it came at the hand of a boatload of losses and tough lessons learned. The final positive actually happened last night, and that's Buddy Heald reaching 1,000 wins in I believe 350 career games, which breaks the record of uh, Steph Curry for the fastest player in NBA history to 1,000 three-pointers. Congratulations, Buddy Heald, on that milestone. However, there is one piece of that that is important to note that kind of takes away from it a little bit, and that's the fact that even though Steph Curry has been in the league for seven seasons more than Buddy Heald, Buddy is only three years younger. Now, if Buddy Heald were six to seven years younger or even five years younger than Steph Curry and reached this milestone it would be more exciting than what it is. Regardless, it's a great milestone for Buddy Heald to reach. Congratulations on reaching uh, 1,003-pointers. Hopefully, that will potentially bolster your trade value in some way, shape, or form, even if it's slight, uh, so the Kings might be able to get a decent return for you. As you know, I am a major proponent of trading Buddy Heald at this deadline. If the Kings can find a way to move on from his contract and get something decent in return, whether it's a young player or a first-round draft pick, even if it's not lottery, go for it. To me, that is priority number one for Monty McNair at this trade deadline but that's not going to be easy to do. One, because of Buddy Heald's contract, and two, because of his inconsistencies. And also, I'll add a third one, a lot of teams are now aware of what we've been aware of for the last year or two, which is that Buddy Heald is pretty one-dimensional as a player. Now, he's done a great job this season improving that, becoming a better communicator. He's a better rebounder than people give him credit for. But uh, distributing, attacking the basket, and also trying to improve on the defensive end. Hopefully that helps Buddy's value, but in the end, it's going to be difficult for the Kings to try and move on from Buddy. So if in some way, shape, or form, him reaching a thousand threes faster than Steph Curry, if somehow that helps him, great. I saw a lot of fans nationally reacting to that, and it was pretty clear that they had not watched Buddy Heald this season based off of some of the things they were saying about his elite three-point shooting and how much they would want that on their team. I know GMs and front offices are paying a lot more attention than fans are. But regardless, still a great accomplishment for Buddy Healed. Congratulations to him. You heard me mention them at the beginning of the show. Now let me talk about them a little bit more. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious and they are a sponsor of the Long On Kings podcast. They have 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, apple almond crisp. My favorite is mint brownie. Orange, coconut, peanut butter, brownie, and so many more. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And on top of being delicious, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber. They're also great for the keto diet. Let me give you an example. The Coconut Almond Bar, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. How about the Peanut Butter Bar, 19 grams of protein. 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON20. It's a different promo code, LOCKEDON20, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you've used our old promo code LOCKEDON, you can now use LOCKEDON20 for another order. LOCKEDON20, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. It is time for your NBA G League bubble update. The play of Robert Woodard and Jamias Ramsey representing the Kings in the G League bubble. We'll start with Robert Woodard, the last three games for him. uh, Starting with a 28-point performance, he shot 9 of 26 from the field at the beginning of last week. Also pulled down 17 rebounds and had three steals in 39 minutes, but 28 points, of course, led the Spurs uh, to that win. 9 of 26, though, he's been not a afraid to take a lot of shots. Uh, we know the Kings are wanting him to work on that three-point shot. That needs to still improve. Not an efficient shooting game for him, but still manages 28 points and continues to absolutely dominate the class with 17 rebounds. The next game, scoring goes down 17 points, but it's shooting a little more efficient. 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point range. That is fantastic to see. Also had 12 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal in that game. Finally, yesterday, Robert had his one of his lowest scoring games of the G League bubble so far, finished with just 10 points on 3 of 13 shooting, so another shooting struggle for him. Did have 12 rebounds again and 4 assists in 26 minutes, so he was effective away from just scoring the basketball. And that's the biggest gripe or biggest criticism that I think I have against Jamias Ramsey as we'll now get into his last three games. As we know, Ramsey is a scorer. We know he is trying to shoot. He is definitely uh, a lot more raw of a prospect than Robert Woodard is. Robert Woodard is probably going going to find a spot on the Kings roster next season. That is my guess. I believe Robert Woodard, whether or not that's a consistent rotational piece, we'll have to wait and see, but I think Woodard will be a part of the main roster for sure next season. Jamias Ramsey, that's still up in the air. He got his first start for the Agua Caliente Clippers to start the week, had Just five points on two of five shooting, only one rebound and one steal in 23 minutes. His next game, 10 points on four of nine shooting from the field and only one rebound in 20 minutes. And then on Saturday, finished with 13 points on four of 13 shooting from the field, three rebounds, one assist and one steal in 22 minutes. So to me, Jemias Ramsey, not only does he have to work on the consistency of finding that outside shot and getting to those spots and knocking down that major strength, He also has to do a better job impacting the game away from just shooting the basketball. That's more rebounds. That's more assists. That's more steals. Defensively, he's been better than his numbers show, although he still needs work. That is your Sacramento Kings NBA G League bubble update. As for the main roster, good news and bad news. The good news is they have a couple of days off today and tomorrow for a little bit of practice time. The bad news, they meet the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday, so it might be difficult for the Kings to start off the month of March with a victory. But hey, what a good team to get right against then the defending champions who are nursing a little bit of a wound with Anthony Davis out. They're not super vulnerable, but they are more vulnerable than normal. So hopefully the Kings can get right and put up a good fight against the Lakers should be a good test on Wednesday. As for right now, though. I want to hear your thoughts on last night's game. I want to hear your thoughts on where you're at as a Sacramento Kings fan. Your thoughts on the approaching trade deadline, as we are officially 24 days away from that. Let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter. Email me mgeorge@saclocalmedia.com. And also, for those of you who have been with me over the last four years, those of you who have been with me over the last couple of years, regardless of any period of time, please send me some of your favorite moments from Locked on Kings. As like I said, this is my four-year anniversary uh, hosting this podcast. I'm very thankful to have taken it over uh, from Jason Ross. Believe it or not, we are approaching 1,000 episodes. I believe this is episode 936 or something like that. So 1,000 episodes is coming and I'm looking forward to having Jason Ross join me for that one. It felt like not too long ago we did our 500-episode celebration together. Hard to believe we're coming up on 1,000. Very excited about that. Hopefully, uh, you will stick with me through to thousand and beyond thank you for listening to today's locked on kings podcast as always please stay safe stay healthy and i'll talk to you soon until next time my name is matt george you have been listening to locked on kings part of the locked on podcast network you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day